So folks, when we talk about the software, it is not the same version of the software that is going to be there through the entire lifetime. Consider some of the social media applications that you that we use on daily basis, be it the WhatsApps or the Instagrams or Facebooks or LinkedIn. It would have started with some X number of features, and now those features have expanded manifold or several times. But you know what it takes to maintain that particular architecture and underlying design, so that irrespective of future acquisitions or mergers or spin-offs or any other additions that get added to the software that do not get impacted. So evolvability is something which is about scaling up or scaling down dynamically without impacting the underlying functionality. It is important because even a startup that starts with two member with minimal features may scale up to a level of Amazons or Googles or Zomatos of the world. So we should always look at the broader context while planning any software. Hello, hi there. Welcome to the Guiding Voice podcast series, the guiding voice for a better future. This podcast is to help professional students, IT employees and entrepreneurs to shape their careers. Dear listeners, in every episode, we interact with industry experts or leaders or academicians or coaches across the globe to drive some insightful conversations that will help our audience learn great things. Also, we share an interesting trivia or a fun fact about the IT world or technology towards the end. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Naveen and with my co-host Sudhakar. So as mentioned in the introduction, today we are going to discuss a very important topic, making software evolvable. And we are pleased to welcome Omkar to our show. A technical and business leader with consistent success with an emphasis on continuous improvement across people, processes and engineering. Omkar Avsarala is an electronics engineer with an MBA in marketing and systems. His passion is to create exponential impact with his influence on driving business and technology. Omkar strives for excellence with his focus on strategic initiatives involving long-term benefits to organizations across product and people growth. With six years of engagement with Amazon, he has played various roles. Currently, Omkar is leading the technology of last-mile delivery service provider business that is responsible for delivering packages globally. Prior to transportation technologies, Omkar worked extensively in third-party enterprise integration business and technologies that scale and perform at global level. Not surprisingly, Omkar's interests include both technical and business sides, artificial intelligence, global business, automation, free cash flow, analytics, supply chain integration. In the last 25 years of my association with Omkar, I have never seen him compromising on the perfection. No wonder he is known for his stubbornness, making him a result-oriented professional. Omkar, welcome to our show. Thank you, Sudhakar. Thank you, Naveen. I am honored. Thank you for having me here. And uh, we have an interesting topic, so I'm looking forward for the discussion. Absolutely. Omkar, before we get into the topic, can we talk a bit about your career journey so far? Sure, Sudhakar. And some of it you have outlined in your introduction as well. I'm an engineering uh, graduate in the electronics and communications, and I've done my master's in business administration. Throughout my career so far, I've been with uh, mostly product companies, and you know, close to my heart is innovation and uh, customers 
that are very close to my heart. So I have grown in roles across companies, primarily delivering software and delivering impact to eventual customers. I started off in a company that was in insurance, primarily financial and insurance. I, I started as a uh, as a, an engineer, uh, developed code for uh, systems that would generate premium payments and commissions for the agents. It was purely an insurance routine that I had written. And then I had moved on to companies that were purely management softwares. And for the last six years, I'm mostly on the e-commerce and the supply chain integration systems uh, in an in large-scale enterprise. So mostly I have been across all stages of life cycle of a product evolution, starting from ideation till uh, you know, post-production and then maintaining a product at scale. And uh, close to my heart, are uh, big ideas and uh, close to my heart are uh, customer behavior. So th that's been the secret for my um, growth and role so far. That's an amazing career journey, I would say, Omkar. Cool, thank you, Stacker. In the introduction, Naveen talked about the use cases of evolvability. You know, he talked about the examples like how a two-member team can get into Amazon or Google or WhatsApp and all. So, right. you know, from your standpoint, what is evolvability and why is that so important to the businesses? I think good question. I think it, this leads us to the topic very much. Evolvability is a pretty broad topic, um, Sudhakar and uh, Naveen. You know, and the example that Naveen gave of enterprises starting from a small business, like a two-member team or a three-member team to a large-scale enterprise. Now, this goes through multiple stages. And you know, most often, and I can give you some of the examples and so and they relate that to evolvability, right? You know, there's one example that Naveen gave of a small enterprise going to a big one. There are enterprises that that have developed architectures to deliver some business or a, some workflow that creates impact to customers. Later, they have they have disintegrated to different companies. There is a third case where companies merge to deliver a larger value to customers or maybe use cases that are beyond these three things that we are talking about. Evolvability is the ability of the underlying technology systems. The evolvability is the ability of the underlying technology systems and the architecture that support the systems to be able to continuously deliver customer value irrespective of the business decisions within companies. I'll give you an example. For example, we three are a small enterprise today. Tomorrow, we choose to completely move out of the current business and do something like maybe selling grocery or maybe selling apparel or maybe coming up with a patent molecule that we'll try to simulate. We don't know. Things evolve and things change. So evolvability is about creating systems and creating technology that enables you to move at the speed of your thought process, of thought process of your business. Uh, that is precisely evolvability and it's, it is very important for businesses of different sizes, companies of different sizes across different systems to make them very nimble and grow and deliver to customers. That signifies why it is important important in it what if you don't do this right you know it's important because if you don't do this you will always be an enterprise a company that will move slowly you will always be reacting to situations and you cannot move at the speed like i just mentioned you will always be refactoring on what you did always and so it brings down 
from the core essence again on which a company or an enterprise gets built because the focus and attention of the core team has to get diverted to an engine that doesn't perform so that's where evolvability is very important to keep any organization any institution any enterprise nimble as it grows and moves through different phases in its growth story of the tell Absolutely, Omkar. And so I'm sure often... uh, Naveen and uh, Sudhakar, with your uh, you know your huge experience across different uh, enterprises, you know you will relate to evolvability because you have seen a lot of mergers and acquisitions uh, in your career, Sudhakar. Where uh, you know you know huge infrastructures that you have managed uh, that move. So this is important. Absolutely, evolvability is uh, very much important both on the software side of it and also under the underlying IT infrastructure as well, Omkar. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, there is a saying, right? Change is the only constant, and also with the Correct. change in the customer behaviors and all the software evolves. And you have rightly mentioned about those points in terms of how this, why, why the software evolvability is so important to stay relevant in the industry and to stay competitive as well. Right. So, Omkar, switching gears slightly, well, we were researching about this uh, topic of software evolvability, and we came across this uh, law called Conway's law. Right. And do you think this yeah. Conway's law is still relevant in this world? It is. It is Navin. I mean, uh, good, good actually. Yes, Conway's law is still relevant and applicable. I mean, to to get our audience to understand, Conway's law is about states that you know organizations usually follow. their internal communication protocols in the sense if we if we are an enterprise and we have a certain thought process and a certain way of communicating our requirements certain way of telling the story of what we are as a company and what we deliver to our customers our architectures our underlying automation and underlying systems evolve exactly as per that and this is a classic problem because and it's also a sociological problem right because it is tied to the thought process and the short answer is yes it is very much relevant very much applicable so as the thought process of the companies change as the the product managers as the leadership as the ceo's direction as the business manager's direction changes due to the evolving things around if the communication does not transcend if the faster if the systems are not in place such that the communication transcends faster and the underlying tech system doesn't change, change at the pace which is required you know you can't grow that's what conway's law says and most companies we we are seeing um, have perished over time because they have reacted and and have not been proactive uh, to to this principle of not moving and not being nimble or not having the systems to react to change faster so yeah. yes conway's law is very much applicable actually this reminds me of uh, flipkart's big billion days when they launched okay. it for the very first time right they didn't expect that unprecedented traffic and Absolutely. finally they have to give up and uh, at that point in time this guy sachin bansal wrote an apology letter to all the customers and all and they Correct. took about a week or two weeks time and this time they came up with a proactive approach so yeah i think uh, it makes sense to rely on this uh, conway's law definitely it is going to provide some guidance and throw some light around it and uh, how do we address this evolvability like do we have any frameworks and all because if we look at the software design part i can think of uh, design patterns and the frameworks like mvc and mvp which come into picture likewise solely with respect to the evolvability are there any frameworks that are available and how do we address this topic good question navin yeah good question i think fundamentally to to make systems evolvable and uh, one thing important is to 
make the systems maintainable. What that means is some of the foundational architectural principles around making them modular, making them owned by a single team, refactoring systems frequently, maybe designing systems for testability. And I'm talking of a bit tactical things here, but these are super important. In terms of frameworks, I also may be talking of something slightly maybe known to people, but you know, strikingly important things I'll tell you. One is there are multiple design patterns, multiple architectures, depending on the systems that you design, but the principles of not doing things that are transient. For example, avoid transient ownership. For example, if we three are part of an enterprise and uh, to take an example, Sudhakar team is joining with us in a shared ownership, meaning before delivering something in a joint fashion. That team or that company may not have the same sense of ownership, same sense of accountability as Naveen and I have in this partnership. Avoid transient ownership of architectures and systems. Be having guardrails when in you enter into partnerships that your foundational architectures don't get impacted. The rest of the design patterns, the rest of the architecture evolution systems, and most of the textbooks, most of the, you know, our search engines have beaten to death. So I'll talk about avoid transient ownership. Refactor frequently meaning some portion of the investment put it for refactoring. Meaning refactoring is not about fixing bugs. It is about making code further simple. Making your systems further simple. Deliberately refactor code. Third thing for leaders, deliberately carve out investment for refactoring and evolvability. This is for leaders, maybe somebody or people like you at our at the leadership strategic positions taking portfolio decisions on investments. Deliberately invest on refactoring and evolving systems. I think these three are fundamental. Some of the tactical things I don't want to get into, like, you know, have testable interfaces, have modular systems. I think these all can be very much available across. I can go into that. But primarily, some of the things that are missed, that are more, for the lack of a better word, I think are more qualitative, more sociological, I don't know that's the right word, but those need to be taken into mind. And that, that the reason I am so so passionate about these three aspects is, you know, I have burnt my hands in a startup that has missed this point fundamentally. You know, we, we reached a state where you will not be able to scale or your underlying things are so muddied and so rocky that it is very difficult to slice, dice them or use them in a state where your business or the way you want to deliver customer value changes. So it's super important that you keep refactoring your code, don't entertain transient ownership, have your leadership uh, consciously invest for refactoring or tools that help, uh, you know, self-service, build facades that are enable automation. These are super important. I think the, some of these are, uh, will address evolvability. Going into the framework onto architecture patterns or design patterns that will inherently to some extent cover evolvability will be a very big topic and that's a lot of it is available in terms of different um, designs or architecture patterns that a lot of it is already available on the net but what i'm talking to are qualitative i don't think these are very much available great point Sonkar. you know you picked a couple of examples wherein you said you know assume that all three of us start an enterprise and you picked an example 
saying that you know in your startup experience you burnt your hands maybe this gives us a good enough opportunity to learn from the best and ensure that all three of us start something new yeah i think uh, the experience is wealth yeah. uh, absolutely it is coming back to that topic about experience you know we talked about the disadvantages of not having this thought process of evolvability while planning or while uh, in the initial life cycle of planning the software like you know you miss the predictability you miss the resiliency scalability and all the stuff what are the benefits of following these basic principles let me switch the gear and ask the other way around yeah i think that that's a good great question the, you know let's bring in some positivity and you know, what are the advantages of doing this right one is speed you know you can innovate faster because uh, it it's a lot of decoupled architecture enables you to create a new subsystem that delivers a newer value or a newer workflow newer automation it that's the super important which means the time to market which is super important for business leaders based on a thought and based on an opportunity that cuts down and um, that will be directly proportional to how we can spin off a newer workflow or spin off a newer feature function from an existing architecture so speed helps uh, directly time to market and also second thing is engineering morale the developer or, or the or the architect morale or the underlying the, you know the, the level the the people managers that are doing uh, eventually delivering uh, whatever in terms of systems the through and through employee morale of your tech teams will be very high the reason is any creator any developer any creator anybody an engineer by definition will cherish if they are able to get their thoughts and ideas into action and uh, because the underlying systems are flexible fungible the employee morale will be high the advantage is that the third thing is fixing things in production so most companies that i have seen you know of different uh, scales starting from an enterprise all the way up to a uh, big companies of the world um, you know they fixing things in production at the production issue becomes easier to fix to reduce the impact this is the cost of fixing an issue in production reduces if you have evolvable software finally most important you have a very happy customer because this loop of the requirement or the need from a customer till whatever is served back to her is faster so you have a very happy customer that way it will spin the wheel for you so these are some of the fundamental advantages businesses will have excellent that is really important the last point for me because at the end if you keep the customer in center and a happy right. customer happy customer buys more stuff and happy customer refers you to better customers as well right that is really absolutely. good absolutely yeah so omkar i want to take you to you know little past when we were in college together <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> you know our generation had this privilege to go through you know in our labs we used to have that uh, main frames and the connected dump terminals where you used to we used to send our floppy disks to the lab right uh, where right. you can actually insert it only in the central console we had this privilege of going through you know that dump terminals central console main frames three tier architecture service oriented architecture web services saas microservices you know all of that in 22 years in professional world and four years in college we have seen a lot right so in this evolution what is next interesting question uh, 
so that yeah yeah you you are, you are now making me reflect on my age and you know <laughs> where we are our our, our age. age yeah <laughs> yeah i think the base of change is getting exponential right i think i think previously a generation change is 25 years now then later a decade then five and now the pace of change is faster so talked about a bunch of systems and uh, they had evolved and the way the computing uh, power and uh, the applications that drive the world have changed very true and what i see from here i feel i feel i feel from a technology perspective the underlying uh, tech that supports a lot of application world today will only get better in terms of optimization and efficiency but to the eventual customer what i see is too big things i think i see voice becoming the center of a bunch of things in our daily life so the next technical or a technology evolution i feel is voice and i mean we may not be doing a lot of things with typing touch screening all of that in my opinion will transcend to become voice which means maybe the underlying systems will still be the same going back to our topic of evolvability they would have refactored they would have made it or they would have abstractions to make it un- to make the underlying systems understand voice so that's where i feel voice may transform our world and i also feel consumer commerce is going to also become really big uh, what i mean by consumer commerce is not not the regular e-commerce of these big companies like you know flipkarts amazons walmarts i'm not talking of that consumer commerce i feel is going to be a pretty big business and an industry and uh, maybe a tech driver as well it, it is like you know you you live in a in a condo in bangalore you have a customer you have a vendor you have a company everything within the same community you know somebody is producing a, a good or a service uh, you have a marketer within your community you have a buyer in your community you have a recommendation or a testimonial person who is doing within the same community that kind of consumer commerce is going to evolve that's going to be the in my opinion the new finding the right word the new the new brokerage industry for the lack of better word in the world is what i see and more so that might evolve uh, in countries like us so yeah i think voice and maybe this there may be more but i feel the from a tech world uh, systems will evolve to that from a business world uh, i think uh, consumer commerce may evolve yeah consumer commerce might be a boon for the consumers because heavy competition the prices might come down and uh, everybody strives for a better quality so on and so forth very true very true yeah yeah and talking about this voice that is uh, that makes me scary actually because we are already <laughs> we have we have become lazy already we'll become further lazy right with smart home automation you are trying to give commands through voice right and you'll ask your alexa or your siri saying that hey turn off the light or turn on the light read me the news and all you don't have to really stand also just lie on your couch and get everything through your voice instruction so <laughs> that is something exciting and scary at the same time so right. omkar i think yeah we have been talking a lot of uh, serious stuff talking about uh, evolving the software so on and so forth let us try to spice up this conversation and are you ready for a quick uh, rapid fire round sure sure why not let's do it <laughs> wonderful so <laughs> i'm going to ask you uh, quick questions and probably you can answer them very briefly uh, probably in one word all sure. right so we'll get started with the rapid fire round here comes the very first question omkar what's your favorite movie any language or uh... you can tell about telugu i i like novastan ante nenu oddantana 
I don't know if okay. you guys know it's a Telugu movie. I like that. A few other uh, movies that I'm not able to recollect, but these two come to my mind uh, because I, I like those. And and one good part with movies is I have I see and uh, appreciate a lot of non-Telugu, non-Hindi, non-English movies. A lot of other language movies. That's uh, so why I can't recollect the names. Okay, let's go to the next one. Sure. What is the best business advice you have ever given to someone? build a core team i would have told this multiple times yeah amazing yeah that's important if you have if you have failed <laughs> that, to build a core team you know yeah that's it yeah agree yeah <laughs> here comes the third bullet in the rapid fire like what is the best compliment that you have ever received omkar multiple times i have received this compliment that i overcome it but still deliver i don't know whether it's a compliment or people have try to uh, give me feedback that you are unnecessarily overcommitting yeah but uh, i i have now started instead of too much being self critical i have taken that as a compliment <laughs> probably the business might be getting benefited yeah probably yes good going so far yeah here comes the fourth one what is your first phone nokia i don't Which remember model? the model uh, sorry i don't remember the model <laughs> okay we'll go to the next one like what do you like most in an individual integrity uh, integrity no no awesome. non negotiable integrity is non negotiable Awesome. Yeah. Here comes the last one for the rapid fire. Like, what is your passion other than your day job? Um, I think coaching is my. I like to coach. Um, you know, not in the serious coaching uh, in this professional world. You know, I, I I like to coach cricket. So cricket coaching is something that I really really like. Gardening is my passion. The last thing, or maybe I'm not ranking them, but. Uh, third thing is also you know mentoring and coaching like these things uh, these are my passions outside of my day job amazing thank you omkar like uh, this has been a great uh, rapid fire round and over to you sudhakar thank, thank you ravin so omkar when he talked about uh, coaching in cricket uh, you know it reminded me of the cricket matches that we used to play way back in 97 and 98 <laughs> electronics electronics versus computer science games yeah uh, it seems like we ages back man <laughs> like you said yeah. omkar it likes it you know it reminds us that you know we are no more young true i still i'm still now playing with my son so i'm still keeping that uh, close to my heart okay, good for you so omkar one final question for this session sure. what is your one piece of advice to those aspiring to make big in their careers like you career is something that that is to be driven by the individual so you you own your career so so firstly seed that in the minds very firmly that you know you are the primary driver for your own career so which means you have to be inquisitive about it you have to be vocally self critical to know what are your strengths weaknesses and where you can go that is fundamental secondly i would suggest all the the ones that are still in the early stages of a career to be more bold more bold and take risks so what do i mean by that you know if you feel strongly passionate about something do experimentation in life early like like you know if you are if you are passionate about artificial intelligence don't sit think around and uh, do a lot of analysis go ahead and learn and get insights about it if you're strongly feeling passionate about a business idea vet it go ahead and try and do it you know early failures are better lastly what i would suggest is uh, have a role model and uh, you know if possible uh, keep talking to them or somebody who can be on those role model lines if the role model is too far away Uh, for reach at least somebody who can help you guide you to get there so i think these three are important for career 
Excellent. Be bold and have a role model. Amazing. Omkar, thank you so much for accepting our invitation and thanks for joining us today. It was indeed great to talk to you about this in- intriguing topic of making software evolvable and the earlier in life cycle you do that the better for you because you know when it gets multifold you know you don't need to redo the things and you know focus more on your growth aspect thank you very much we really appreciate you taking time for us thank you navin and sudhakar i think you guys are doing a great job with this tgv i think uh, a lot of people would get benefited uh, smart thing is to learn from others and you are doing that uh, for everyone so you keep doing the great job guys and thank you for having me thank you so much and it's it was a pleasure hosting you omkar and folks if you have liked this episode please share with at least 3 of your friends or colleagues for whom you care for because the guiding voice podcast series is a purely not for profit venture and our team puts in a lot of effort to bring the best conversations to all our listeners and our purpose is very clear we want to provide curated guidance to all the professional students out there be it from engineering b schools and all the it employees and entrepreneurs so that all of you can make informed decisions based on the insights that are driven by the industry experts coaches leaders or academicians across the globe because if you share this with your friends it helps them also learn great insights from every episode or if you are listening to the guiding voice podcast on the apple podcast please do not forget to leave a review and a five star rating because every rating will help us expand our reach and contribute to our mission to shape the careers and lives of millions of people across the globe and if you are watching the episode on youtube please do not forget to hit the like button and subscribe to our channel and last but not the least i want to reiterate please share with at least 3 of your friends or colleagues thank you so much in advance all right folks so it brings us to the trivia segment of today's episode and today's trivia is about apple co-founder do you know who is the third co-founder of apple many of us think it's only steve jobs and steve wozniak but there is a third person you may want to think but let me reveal the answer ronald wayne steve jobs and uh, steve wozniak all of them have started this apple in april 1976 to develop and sell wozniak's apple 1 personal computer however wayne has sold his share back to jobs and wozniak within 12 days interesting isn't it thank you for listening there's more in store folks stay tuned take care be safe until next time bye bye and we are signing off for today See you all in the next episode.